Seven Footers crew, what is going on? How are we doing? How are we doing, Gerard? I'm doing good, man. It is the last week of the regular season, so, you know, we're in a little bit of a stretch to finish here. Team's still trying to figure out where they're seated in the playoff, in the play-in. It's exciting times, man. <clears throat> it is very exciting times, Gerard. The last week of the regular season, would you ever just think how far we've come? <laughs> And how far think, some teams haven't come. Let's think about the NBA season, right? It is so long. It's just like it, the, the end never in sight. But then it's it's weird. I feel like it's simultaneously long and short at the same time. Because I can remember it starting like not too long ago. And now it's like, oh, we're already here. Yeah, it was like not too long ago. I thought the Lakers would have made the plan. Um, <laughs> just like that. That's and, a great uh, And just like that. And just like that, we are here at the last week of the NBA season, guys. I mean, what else can we do besides predict the awards, of course? And we're going to switch it up a little bit because in in years past, I can't even believe I'm saying years to our baby, um, the Seven Footers podcast, not anything else. Calm yourselves down over there. But in years past, you know, me and Gerard would go back and forth, but we figured it was much easier if Gerard kind of gave you guys his pick since he's been predicting so many things right in our gambling segment. Mm. I was like, you know what? We need to do this. Just you. It's you, baby. So we're going to have Gerard basically, you know, predict his all-NBA team choices, his award choices, and then I'm probably going to disagree with all of them. So hope that's okay with everyone. Probably not. You probably will not disagree with I any know. of them. You're really, really good and have a lot of basketball knowledge i hate when i have to actually face that and say it out loud but that's why we're here so let's start with the best and most high award there is other than earning yourself a chip the mvp because we got a couple names in the mix a couple big men out there i love the memes that you see all of their baby pictures and it's like you know of course when they're all like short and growing um so just case probably chubby (laughs) yeah and it's like these guys are running the league so anything can happen love it all in fun of course but yeah what do you got going on for the mvp race here do you have one solid choice or are you teetering between two you know it's interesting right so all year the, the for the majority of the year the narrative has been it is yoke right those are those are the people the three guys who are front running early in the season step was making some noise as was kd but you know injuries happen and you know those guys fall out what have you but those three guys have been sort of like the constant lucas come on of late uh demar DeRozan started out really well through the all-star break he's kind of slowed down a bit since but jenna it's really those three guys and for me while those three are the should be the top three on your ballot. The ballot goes down to five. Those should be your first three on your ballot. I do think it's a two-man race. And the two-man race is between Nicole Jokic of the Denver Nuggets and Giannis Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks, not Joel Embiid. And, I was you know, just going to say. And this is not a knock on Embiid. Look, look, here's the thing. When you are picking MVP, <clears throat> ultimately what you end up, you're splitting hairs. These are the best players in the world. And it's just like, look, on some nights, you're like, damn, look how good Jokic looks. And other nights, damn, look at Embiid. Oh, damn, yeah, it's like, yeah. 
it's like and it's a night to night thing but i think overall through the course of the entire season from beginning to end i believe nikola jokic has been the best player um you take him off of that team they are a lottery team they down there with the Houston Rockets and the OKC Thunder and the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons, the dregs of the NBA, right? Because, <laughs> the and this is, you know, <clears throat> no offense to Monty Morris and Austin Rivers and Will Barton. I mean, they look like them dudes, you know, <laughs> they're not. <laughs> this guy's been doing this without Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal yeah. Murray, right? His third and second best players all season. And the fact that Denver, Jenna, Denver is 47 and 32. They are in fifth spot, in the fifth spot of the Western Conference. Fifth, 47 and 32. Just for, you know, <laughs> record's sake, 47 and 32, that would put them around the same place in the East, only a, a win behind the Bucks and the 76ers. So, you know, I just, what I've seen from Jokic all season to me, that says he's the winner now. If you look at the advanced stats and, you know, I don't like calling out these shows or mentioning them because it gives airtime to them and they're annoying, but I'm going to, I'm going to call out Nick Wright because his whole argument is disingenuous and he uses stats that nobody uses. Nobody uses PER anymore or any of those kinds of stats. Like that's just, that's just dumb. He's like, Oh, well, if you listen to PER it says precious Achua is better than LeBron James. I was like, dude, like stop, stop it. Nobody is That's using, exactly why no one uses that. Don't no one's using this. these stats. Just cut it out. Like, stop being disingenuous. But, you know, his job is to get clicks and incite riots and get people all fired up on Twitter. And, you know, so it's done its job. Point being, <laughs> if you look at the proper advanced metrics, Nikola Jokic is no one in all of them. All of them. Now, here's the thing. If you are number one in every advanced stat, I mean, that's telling me something, right? Like estimated plus minus, which you know I love to use, which is the best all-in-one stat in my estimation. He is a plus 8.8. That is per 100 possessions relative to his teammates and who is on the floor. When he's, uh, and, and who, which, who his teammates are and who his opponents are. The Nuggets outscore their opponents by almost nine points per 100 possessions when he is on the floor. That is by far the best in the league. Joel Embiid is second, and he's a full point behind. Giannis, third. Oh. Win shares per 48. Not total win shares of that dumb number that 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 Nick, Nick Wright was using. Win shares per 48, which, by the way, as I've said numerous times, has accurately predicted the winner of the MVP in the last 11 seasons. The only time it didn't happen was when Russell Westbrook won it, and he was 12th or 10th in win shares per 48. But every other year, the person who's won in win shares per 48, number one, wins the MVP. Jenna, do you know who's number one in win shares per 48? Is he on the Nuggets? He is on the Nuggets. <laughs> it is Nikola Jokic. He is Dang. number one. Plus, his uh, win shares per 48 is 0.300. League average is 0.100. He is three times above league average in win shares per 48. Giannis is second at 0.298. I believe so that's very that's a very close margin. Now, if you want to look at counting stats, all right, Giannis is at 30 points per game, 12, 13 rebounds, six assists. I mean, Jokic is like 26, 14, and six somewhere in that in that nature. You know me, counting stats like whatever. I don't like that's <laughs> I don't you know those are that's what you know simpletons use to to figure things out. Are all those old school counting stats? 
because you know all 25 point per game scores i've said in the past are not created equally right but again so and i don't think it's a landslide victory but to me when you are number one in every advanced metric you are number one in the advanced metric which has told us who is going to win mvp in each of the last 11 years except for when russell westbrook won it i'm sorry (laughs) that's the mvp to me and my eyeballs when i watch tell me he's the most valuable player to his team now if you want to if you want to tell me but you're out in the postseason i think i'd rather have Giannis. okay i'm not gonna say no or if you tell yeah, me, yeah, that's Girard, fine. But it, the MVP doesn't go to the postseason. It's a regular season award. If you want to tell me Gerard, I'd rather have kept Kevin Durant. Okay, I, I'm not going to disagree with you. Like, yeah. we're talking most valuable player, right? And your definition of valuable, right? How how much does he impact winning, right? That because that's ultimately what it is. Again, you take him off this team, trash central, <laughs> garbage. Whereas the Bucks still have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, right? Like, they'll still be pretty good, right? So, you know, I, I just, to me, it is, it is Jokic and it's, it's the slimmest of margins, but it's Jokic. Um, and, you know, he, he's deserving. And by the way, John, here's the other thing. He's also made himself into a credible defender, right? Like he is yeah. above average on defense, plus 1.4 in defense and estimated plus minus. By the way, that's ahead of Giannis. Just putting that out there. I, I love the argument. And my question is though, because, you know, this is probably going to happen um to some capacity um when it comes to the mvp award yes of course you just laid out the whole groundwork of why um nicole Jokic deserves it and i agree stats everything he's killing everybody i get it but we know that this comes with the popularity side mm-hmm, of it as mm-hmm, well mm-hmm. the obvious answer is Giannis, who mm-hmm, is the mm-hmm. most popular out mm-hmm, there mm-hmm, and this mm-hmm. and that he's bringing dad jokes dad jokes you know he gets 50 piece nuggets like all like Jenna, yeah. you know me. I, look, that stuff is corny to me. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I just don't like. Everyone's like, "Oh my but god, it's so endearing." I'm like, like, "That's that's stupid." Like, I don't, I don't yeah. care that he likes smoothies or he orders fifty nuggets or he tells dad. Like, who cares? Who gives a shit? Like, he's an excellent basketball player. Like, I don't need all that other frilly crap. Like, that doesn't matter. And again, if you pick Giannis, I'm not going to say you're wrong. But like, the idea that Jokic has no business being in the MVP con- conversation, right. laughable, laughable. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you don't think that, then you got to, I don't know, go back to the drawing board, figure well, it out, yeah, call just, somebody. People people who are making those arguments are disingenuous. That's They're, they're not making good, good faith arguments. Love that word. Word of the day, disingenuous. <laughs> um, let's move on because this is another award that I personally consider up there with MVP in importance is Defensive Player of the Year. Because mm. as we know, or as we witness night in and night out, a lot of people either can't play defense or they choose not to. So it is a very hard task to complete, but somebody's got to do it. So yeah. who do you have? Who's in the running? Or is this a solo award for you this season? This is tough, Jenna, because Draymond kind of had this locked up through January and then he 100%. got hurt and then it went away. By the way, just just for, you know, I was going to say shits and giggles. I'll say shits and giggles. Draymond Green. Even if they're missing all that time that he missed uh, since January with the injury, number one in the NBA in defensive uh, estimated plus minus. Oh, plus okay. 4.9. I mean, what Draymond does defensively is absurd. Like, and it's not just that he unlocks the Warriors small ball, like, he's just brilliant on that end of the floor. He knows your sets before you run them. 
He knows mm-hmm. how to blow up your sets, right? Like he knows who to be helping off of whom. And I mean, he is everyone at the quarterback of the defense, all those superlatives, those things are all true. But I just want to shout out the fact that Draymond is incredible. It's just a shame that he missed all those games because this was his award to win. Um, now, the Boston Celtics since, oh God, I don't know, mid-January have been the number one defense in the NBA. What and a like, turnaround. They, shut up, like they've just been locking people up. And it's just like, damn. And, you know, a guard hasn't won a Defensive Player of the Year award in a little bit of time now. Marcus Smart is, he's outstanding. And I like that choice. Not just at the point of attack. Of course, we know that at the point of attack, what he does. Um, but it's if you get him switched on to a wing or who, it doesn't matter. Like this guy competes, gets in there, steals, just makes it tough. He's a, you can't just move him up the block, right? It's like, no, he's he's strong, right? And he's making things extremely difficult. He is the heart and soul of that end of the floor for the Celtics. Uh, him and Robert Williams before the injury. I mean, man, like Williams was just like a rim protecting nightmare for 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 opposing offenses. Um, yeah, he was having a good year. He's having a good year. Um, and the other person I want to shout out in this award is Mikael Bridges uh, from the Phoenix Suns. Um, mm. You know, the Suns are the number three ranked defense in the NBA. Number three offense, number three defense. I mean, the Suns. This is the crazy thing about these awards, Jenna. The Suns are the best team in the NBA by far all season. And they may only have one player finish in the top five in any of the major awards. Like, like it's it's just, it, and it's really a testament to the sum is greater than the, than the parts, right? Like, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. though Mikael Bridges, Devin Booker, and Chris Paul and DeAndre Ayton are all excellent individually, together they form this unbelievable supernova, which is what the Phoenix Suns are, right? Um, I love so again, that. I want to I want to shout out Mikael Bridges because. You know, he, he'll switch on to the teams. You know, he points best scorer, does his thing, breaks up p- passing lanes, jumps in there, gets steals, the whole nine. I'm going with Marcus Smart. I just think that Smart has wow. been really, really excellent this year. This, and he's been a key in that turnaround for them. Uh, so Marcus Smart gets my award with a nod to Mikel Bridges, as I said. Oh, I like that. Interesting point you brought up about the Suns because I was watching SportsCenter and uh, Doris Burke did a great sit down with Chris Paul and Devin Booker. And I don't know who it might have even been us that was talking about this. Uh, Devin Booker doesn't get enough enough, I guess, shine or attention because the collective is so much not better but it's just so it's just so good together. We haven't seen. But it, it but it kind of know. is, Jenna. It kind of is that the, the sum is greater than the parts. Like I know, it, but I just felt again, like I was sinning if I said it. It, it. Because because when we say that phrase, it's generally seen as a knock on the individual parts, and that's how people generally talk about it. But as I said, yeah. the individual parts are excellent. They're just you know when you compare Chris Paul to you know John Morant or Steph Curry or Luca or some other primary ball handler, it's like yeah. We know what Chris Paul is like historically, but you know, he's not what he once was still very good, but he's not quite mm-hmm. there. Right. We look at yeah. Devin Booker. Now Booker, you could say is clearly one of the best two guards in the league for sure. Right. Aiton, but he has so much room to grow. He's so much room to go. Uh, Aiton for sure. One of the best big men in the game, but he's not Embiid. He's not Jokic. He's not right. But his yeah. team doesn't require him to do those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Like again, which is why the sum of the parts, what each of them does well fits t- 
this is a, a, a great example of a team fitting well together and buying into roles and responsibilities, Amen. right? Any yes. team that can win 60 plus games as, as, as the Suns have, they are, as we sit right now, 62 and 16. And I mean, they lost two in a row and they're eight and two in their, la- in, in their last 10. That's, that's, that's how good they are. And they can just, you know, shelf the rest of the season. It doesn't matter because they've already got the number one seed locked up. That They True. have been dominant from start to finish. And I just have to give them props for that. Yeah. And like speaking of fitting well, I mean, Devin Booker could easily be like, hey, I want to be the guy. I want to be the point guard. Mm -hmm. Right now, we know that Chris Paul is just the guy there. That is what it is. But again, you know, egos aren't getting in the way with them. The fit is great. Love to hear it. And to your pick, Marcus Smart, definitely a dark horse out of you. I didn't expect that. (laughs) But I will just say, He's so good at defense that sometimes, including myself, a lot of people will look at the Celtics and not know that he's a guard or forget just offhand. Because they think about Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Robert Williams. And because, again, defense is one of those things that's very hard for the average fan to quantify what it means, right? We know what a block shot is, right? And we know what a steal is because those are very easy to see. Yeah. What you can't see is, oh, the reason why this team didn't get into their offense until three seconds left in the shot clock is because of all the ball denial that Marcus Smart's been like, but you, there's no, there's no mm-hmm. metric for that. Right. And that now with three seconds, that missed shot, you don't, you don't know how to, well, who gets credit for it? Right. Like that. Well, the credit is the fact that it took you 21 seconds to get into your offense because you couldn't get the ball where you wanted to. That is the yep. beauty of what Marcus Smart does on defense. But again, when you're watching basketball, that's not how our brains don't, don't work that way because we follow the ball, right? The ball is what we see, Mm -hmm. not all the other stuff that goes on. No, you're right. You're right. All right. Let's move on and talk about a little rookie of the year. I'm very curious to hear your (laughs) choice about who your rookie of the year is. Yeah. So, you know, rookies generally, Jenna, are net negatives, right? Like it's very hard for a rookie to step in right away and contribute to winning because this this game is fucking hard, man. Like this league is hard. These are the best players in the world. Like, yeah, rookies can get up there and put up numbers, right? But like, again, as I say, all 25 point per game or 20 point per game scores are not created equally, right? Like, and rookies are more about, rookie of the year, I feel is more of a, of a confidence award. It, 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 it How is, confident are you in that season? It is, and oftentimes the rookie that scores the most gets it. But for me, yeah. Jenna, there have been, First of all, this rookie class has been great. I want to just put that out there. I, I think there's a lot of potential in this rookie class to mm-hmm. be excellent. Cade Cunningham has come on so strong the last, I don't know, 25 games or so. Dare I say are the Pistons, like, getting good? I mean, look, Jenna, like, they, <laughs> they have the pieces. Look, if they continue to develop the way they're supposed to, with Cade, Sadiq, uh, mm-hmm. Isaiah, like – they're good and they just got Bagley like who's been showing some stuff in some recent games look I know it's tough for coach Casey because you know he's an old school guy and wants to win but if he can just stay patient get these guys to buy into the right habits this team is good like they have young talent they can be very good come next season Mm -hmm. um but two rookies to me have stood out and for a while it was Evan Mobley to me was a clear runaway favorite for rookie of the week rookie of the year uh, but right now, if I'm giving out the award, I'm doing co-rookies of the year, uh, which has been done before in, in, in NBA history. Uh, it's Evan Mobley and Scotty Barnes in Toronto. Uh, Scotty Barnes has been outstanding. Uh, shout yep. out to, to my guy, Coach Thorpe on True Hoop. 
whose son Max played at plays at Florida State and played with Scotty Barnes. So Coach Thorpe is a nice. big Scotty Barnes fan. Uh, what Scotty can do on both ends of the floor, not just shooting, but defensively, how they un- how he unlocks that entire team and what Nick Nurse is able to do over there. Look, and Barnes is going to be good. And remember, uh, two things stick out to me about Barnes. His size and switchability and all that. And like he, he's smart, understands the game. And he's he's got a lot of room for improvement. The shooting's kind of streaky. Like, but in two games this year, when he played against the Lakers and against the Nets, their two big guys specifically talked about Scotty Barnes following the game. Those two big guys being Kevin Durant and LeBron James. And when you are getting praise from those two guys as a rookie in this league, you're doing something right. Uh when they when Durant particularly calls out. He has a high basketball IQ, right? So it's, yeah, physical gifts are all well and good, but a lot of people got physical gifts. This dude's smart, knows where to be, understand, understands angles, and the sky's the limit. Look, first of all, can we talk about Toronto really quick? Like, I don't feel like anybody wants to play that team in the first round of the playoffs. So no. Pascal's playing well. You got Fred, of course. Uh, you're talking about Scotty. Bar- I mean, look, the OG, like, they're, they're going to be and- tough. And... Don't secret. underestimate Fred. Don't oh, underestimate I mean, Fred. Fred Fred's, a, Fred's Fred's the shortest guy we mentioned, but he probably plays like he's the biggest guy, right? Like, um, that's just that's just the swag and the comp he carries himself with. He's what five eleven, but plays like he's six seven. Um, mm-hmm. the other dirty secret about Toronto. So we know about Kyrie not being vaccinated, so he can't go to Toronto. Mm-hmm. It came out this week uh, that when asked, the Philadelphia 76ers and Boston Celtics. Both declined to answer when directly asked, are your teams fully vaccinated? And Jalen Brown was specifically asked, and he said he declined to comment and said it's a personal choice. Well, Jenna, you know what that means. That means you're not vaccinated. Because if you are, there's nothing to hide, right? You're just going to say, I'm vaccinated. If you say, you're, if you say, oh, it's a personal choice, I'd rather not tell you, that means you're not. And I hope the Celtics have to play the Raptors in round one. Yeah. I really do. So I want to like, see this. Yeah, yeah. How so we can really plays find out because we already know about Kyrie. We know that he's not vaccinated. That's right. He he's the one who's like the, the the poster person of the NBA's unvaccinated players. Fine, whatever. I want to see who else is unvaxxed. So I hope Toronto lasts as long as they can, and I want to see which players are you know not around for that. But anyway, what wasn't yes. Tatum on that list too? Was so he... Tatum Tatum said he's vaccinated. Um, he's he said oh. he's vaccinated. Yes, he when asked directly, he said now he's gotten oh. it while vaccinated too. But he he has said he is vaccinated. So okay, okay. But yeah, co, 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 list... co- rookies of the year, uh, Mobley and Scotty Barnes. I like the both. I like the both. Can't even complain there. I don't know how much of a co person I am because you know you can get a little jealous in here. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm gonna say Scotty Barnes. Okay. Right now, because Evan Mobley has been out for a little bit. So his case has suffered a little bit. I think he's played so well to me that I'm like, I just, I can't overlook the body of work that he's put together like thus far. Facts, facts. Cleveland like ruled the All Star, uh, All Star weekend. Oh, yeah. It was all of them. Um, All right. Let's talk about this is the most interesting one, in my opinion. Mm. The most improved Mm. player. Mm. This is a steep award because you really have to show this gap. And there might be a few people that have it. Do you have a solo choice or? So here's my thing about most improved player. The way we've been awarding it as a league, I just don't like. Right. Uh, Shout out to our, our boy, Brian Fonseca 
who doesn't like when top five draft picks get most improved player because he's like, they're supposed to get better. Like, we expect people in the top five to get better. Right now, John Morant is a the heavy point. betting favorite to be most improved player. And my Ooh. thing is, like, John Morant was the number two pick. Like, why? Like, I don't, like, yes, he's gotten better, but, like, this is what we, I mean, you were picked behind Zion. Like, there's a reason why you went number two. Like, And he's been surging. It's not like he had a dip and he had something to prove. Right. I, I so, and, and, you know, I love my Grizzly Cubs, but so for me, no. And Darius Garland's another one, but he was a number six pick, if I'm not mistaken. And so, you know, and yes, he did go from that to all-star. So that's a, that's a huge jump. Like, I get it. And John Morant was a legit MVP candidate, though missing the last two weeks of the regular season. And that time he, that time he missed midway through the season, I think it's going to hurt his, his candidates, his choices for that. Jenna, I'm going to go off the board here. Someone most people probably aren't thinking about. I like Desmond Bain from the Memphis Grizzlies for most improved player. Oh. Bain was a bench player last season. And this season, thrust into the starting lineup. Now, last season, he, could st- he was still shooting the ball. Shot the ball extremely well last season. I'm um, looking at his numbers right now. He was 61% shoe shooting, 59% effective field goal percentage. But overall, he was a minus 1.2 estimated plus minus. You want to guess what he is estimated plus minus this year? Plus 3.5. That is like a five point per 100 possession turnaround. That is sick. Like, well, dang. And he's been excellent on both ends of the floor, offensively and defensively. And with the increased minutes and playing against starters, you would figure, oh, that shooting is going to come back down to earth. Mm-mm. 60% true shooting, 56% effective field goal percentage, shooting 43% from three. I mean, he to me has been outstanding. So that for me, that is my most improved player is Desmond Bain of the Memphis Grizzlies. What if somebody told you that their most improved player was Jordan Poole? I would not, I, I would not uh, disagree with that either. Um, I think Poole okay. has gotten, Poole's gotten excellent. Um, he, especially playing in the absence of the biggest yes, stars course, on the team, because mainly say they have those big stars. You can, they're very, this is what happens with teams like the Warriors. Mm-hmm you you have your your pieces and your role players right but they lean too much on the the guys as a crutch and when i say the guys i mean you know steph clay Mm -hmm. steph draymond how do you not rely on them the most championship medal all that right but jordan Poole has stepped up and kind of filled that gap per se i mean you can't fill that gap but you know tried and the best that he could and it's been it's been paying off for them I, I like Jordan Poole a lot. I think he's I mean, not think. Well, he has he's gonna be a vital key for them this postseason. Like mm-hmm. it's no more like now we're gonna see under the brightest lights and the pressure cooker that is the playoffs. All right, Jordan, you've been doing some nice stuff in the regular season. Let's see you do it now in the postseason because they're gonna need him uh if the Warriors wanna wanna advance. And Clay Thompson said it like this guy's gonna be big in this because you know, Thompson and, and Steph and Draymond, they're all convinced they're winning a championship this year. So they're like, we, Jordan Poole's going to play a big role in that. So we we shall see. Wow. Again, the reason why I like Desmond Bain so much is the, the move from starter to, from bench to a starter. And he was a 30th pick in the draft. Like, when you get towards the bottom of the draft, like, you don't, you know, that's not, you can find some gems, but you're not expecting a lot, right? Right. I mean, this guy is an above average NBA starter on the second best team record-wise in the NBA. Yeah. And when I mean, you're if, when you're doing your daily routine and you got these types of guys chirping in your ear, I mean, there's no way you can't just become a better overall basketball player. I mean, if, if you're looking at estimated plus minus Jenna, again, in terms of the starters who have been playing this year, he's second behind John Morant on the team in estimated plus minus. 
So, I mean, yeah. go Jordan. <laughs> Do your thing, honey. Jasmine, you mean. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I know what you meant. <laughs> this thing on? <laughs> anyway, let's move on before I embarrass myself anymore and oh, talk yeah. about the coach of the year in Gerard's eyes, anyway, because I feel like this is this is your award. You know very well how to hand out the best <laughs> award when it comes to coach of the year. Uh, first of all, shout out to Monty Williams and what a job in Phoenix. I mean, the best team again, start to finish. The consistency is oh my god. Shouts to JV Bickerstaff in Cleveland, what they've done outstanding. Shouts to Nick Nurse uh in Toronto, Ime Udoka in Boston. They were what 12 and like 15 to start the year or something like that. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, they're the number number two right now. They can get the one seat. Eric Spolcher, of course, shout out to I mean, there's litany of good coaches up and down the league. But Jenna, we're saying in Memphis, man, Taylor Jenkins, like, yo, the Grizz, who the Grizzlies exceeded their over their win total, their over under win total. I think they were picked to win 43 games was their over under win total. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so fighting for that play in area. That's that's where they thought they were gonna be. But Vegas, they are the number two seed, Jenna. In the Western Conference. Number two. They are 55 and 23. I mean, <laughs> damn. I just, you know, <laughs> somebody's just, getting a raise. I, 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 I just think it speaks for itself, man. Like that team, yes. they're fun. They're exciting. Yes, of course. Everyone knows I love my Grizzly Cubs. And I think, Jen, I'm going to, I'm, I'm not 100% sure yet. I think I'm going to cover the first two games uh, of the playoffs in Memphis. I think so. I think so. Like I got to get down there, get down to Beale Street, you know. See, see, oh, see what, God. see what's, see what's popping down there. Stay tuned. But anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just this team <laughs> is they're they're excellent, and uh, of course, Jaw and Triple J and Bain and Melton and Adams and everybody gets all the props, the players. But Taylor Jenkins, man, like this is and this team kind of set up to be good for a long time. Oh yeah, yeah, and they're young. Oh my God. Um, he would be my pick, but. My pick is J.B. Bickerstaff because mm-hmm. this was a Cavaliers team that was supposed to be rebuilding. Talk this about exceeding expectations. to happen. Yeah. yeah. Like this was not supposed to happen. Not to mention you lose Colin Sexton, you lose Ricky Rubio, Jared mm-hmm. Allen, mm-hmm. Um, and now uh, Mobley has been out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, talk about a turnaround. They won 22 games last year, Gerard. Yeah. 22. Oh, yeah. 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 Like, okay. Yeah. Guys right. are 43 and 36. I mean, they have Dang. they blitzed past their over under win total. Blitzed it. Right? Ah, oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be a good summer there in Cleveland. Because <laughs> you know, when it's snowing, I wouldn't advise going there. <laughs> Damn it. Anyway, um, I'm not bitter. I'm not bitter. <laughs> that wraps up the prediction of season awards by none other than Gerard. Because mm-hmm. I mean, hey, if you go for these guys, you might as well bet on them at this point because yeah, man. Yeah, Drod's been collecting. Well, a, a, well, collecting a lot of them. Are, I mean, a lot of them you're going to get bad odds on, right? Because they're they're such overwhelming favorites. So, but you know, you never hey. know. <clears throat> um, this might be your favorite subject of all, Drod. <laughs> yes, this is the peak, the pinnacle award yeah. that a NBA player can win, and that is an All NBA selection. First, mm-hmm. well, 
I was going to say second team, but first team we're doing tonight. And then, mm-hmm. of course, all defensive teams. Actually, mm-hmm. that might be Gerard's favorite topic uh, of all time. No, I, I think all NBA is my favorite, then all defense, but all, all NBA, like, because again, we have three all NBA teams. And so we're going to go through all three. I think it's it, because these are the 15 best guys in the league. And it's so hard. Mm-hmm. Like, I it is it. so hard. Uh, to me, all NBA is that matters way more than all star. Like, yeah. It, you know, like, you've said that. All, all NBA is the one that is like, you know, you are, you know, it, it's like all pro versus a pro bowl in the NFL. Right. It's you. I mean, all pro is what matters. Good not, example. not pro bowl. Right. Like it's, that's, that's the one, right. When you were all league, like, Oh, like I'm one of those dudes. Now the NBA, as you know, Jenna makes you pick two guards, two forwards and a center. I ain't doing that because we don't, this is positionless basketball. Now we don't, it doesn't matter. You're right. I'm picking the 15 best guys, regardless of what position they play. And I, I like will that. tell you. Tell me your it, first team. Well, first I'm going to tell you it was tough because I have 16, 17. I have 19 to 20 deserving players. Okay. And only 15 spots. So. so I'm, Sounds I'm gonna, like Team USA. So I'm going to, I'm going to right off the bat, I'm going to, uh, you know, tell you who, you know, so, you know. Much love, but I'm sorry you didn't make the cut to Drew Holiday, Jimmy Butler, Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland. Like, I, I sorry. They, guys, these players did not make the cut. They, they did not. They did not. Interesting. Yeah, they did not. All right, first team. No surprise. Jokic, Giannis, Embiid. Now, here's where it gets tricky for your last two spots. This player has missed a ton of time. Well, a ton. He's going to end up playing, let me see here, when it's all said and done, he will end up playing 55 games, which, you know, that's two-thirds of the season. So that's enough for me. He makes it. Look, y'all know Kevin Durant's my guy, and I'm sorry, like 30 points, seven rebounds, six assists on 52, 39, 90 shooting splits. He's a plus six estimated plus minus, which is top six in the league. Um, you know, the Nets crater when he's off the floor. Um, yeah. And we saw what happened. He went down with the MCL injury. They went on a 13 game losing streak. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what metric you use. Or th- Kevin Durant is one of the five best players in the league. And you know what I think when healthy, he is the player I'm choosing over everybody else every time. Uh, so Kevin Durant is my other spot. And then the last spot was tough. It's between Ja, Steph and Luca. And Steph being hurt kind of hurt his case and the Warriors stumbling. Ja being hurt and the Memphis Grizzlies playing so well without him hurt his case. So Luka Doncic to me grabs that other spot because he has been a house on fire basically since January. And the Mavericks, as we sit right now, are 49 and 30. They're a game back of the Warriors for the third spot. And they could, listen, the Warriors haven't gotten that locked up yet. So, you know... I just think that those to me this year are your L- all NBA first team. Um, and, you know, people like draw it off positions. Look at the people I've mentioned Jokic, Giannis, Embiid, KD, Luka. I got plenty of ball handling. I got plenty of shooting. I got plenty of defense, size, and rebounding. I'm good. Like, that's it. That is it. I'll, I'll say no this. LeBron James. He did not make my first team. Uh, and, and, and he gets penalized, Jenna, he's getting penalized for the Lakers piss poor season because 
while he likes to say that's all we have a front office i don't do whatever no no we know you are the de facto gm of that team so he's getting he's getting penalized yeah. for putting together that crap roster in la and for them being literally they're not even gonna make the play-in tonight i agree if they lose tonight done i agree Season with over. you and he's not and even then playing so magic went on a morning show spree and basically outed him and said, you know, I wanted DeMar and he wanted Russ and I came back oh. from vacation and we had Russ. Well, is what it is. Like I said, so he I'm just, sorry. what I'm saying is he basically proved um, LeBron's hand in yeah. of course decisions. So, you know, he's out, but that, so anyway, that, that, that five, good luck stopping us from scoring. Number one, I have one, two, three, I have four, seven footers who can all score the basketball. So good luck stopping that. And I got a six foot seven <laughs> Luka Doncic who can ass and do Yeah. Good luck stopping us and good luck scoring on good luck scoring on us. So, you know. All right. All right. I don't I don't disagree with your choices. Um that's all NBA first team. Yeah, definitely a lot of seven footers, which a lot of people would um come down on you for, but I would never do that to you. But as I say, what do I have? I have plenty of shooting. Plenty of size and rebounding, plenty of ball handling, plenty of defense. That's what you and need you in a team what? to win. I, and playmaking. I got it all. I, I got a, it all. <laughs> it's a different game, too, these days. They're doing it all. So talk to me about your second team. What do you got? Ooh, okay. This one's got, even the hardest one. It, it's hard. I got Carl Anthony Towns, LeBron James, Jason Tatum, John Morant, Steph Curry. Okay, okay. I see why your last two, Steph and Ja, were – hard mm-hmm. with the first yeah yeah, yeah. okay mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. yeah very interesting I, I just wait have i heard draymond's name or no 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 all nba for draymond okay okay um okay. All, all demons look I, oh oh I um towns has been outstanding this year like really good and minnesota hello everyone can we talk about minnesota for instance for a minute right now minnesota timberwolves 45 and 34 yes i didn't stutter let me say that again 45 and 34 11 no games above coming. 500. And listen, if the Utah Jazz keeps screwing around, the, the Timberwolves going to catch them for that six spot. And Cat has been a large part of that. He he has been outstanding. Look, LeBron has been excellent this year. But as I said, I'm penalizing him for the Lakers. So he gets dropped the second team. Tatum has come on like a house on fire. I mean, he's he's so good. And if you're, you know, if you're trying to figure out, okay, KD, Tatum, sorry, KD's better. So that's what that is. Yeah. And then John, Steph, uh, they've been excellent. Um, so that's your backcourt. I mean, your backcourt. Um, LeBron and Tatum, your front court and Towns, right? So that second team looks more traditional in terms of a center, two forwards and two guards. Um, but that second team would have a tough time scoring against that first team because of all that length on, on, on the first team. So Funny. I read something about Donovan Mitchell today that was like, Donovan Mitchell's averaging – I think it's two turnovers um, per game right now, and he passes the ball to uh, what was it? Rudy, like, like not, yeah. yeah. And I then mean, so we, he's we, basically, yeah. We, you we know. could have a whole other conversation about what I think is going to happen in in uh, in Utah at the end of the season. Because let's be real, Utah ain't winning no playoff series, so that's gonna it's gonna be ugly. All right, third team, and this was, I mean, third team was the toughest. Like I was just like, I don't even know what to do. Like I just. Um, Jared Allen to me has been a huge reason why the Cleveland Cavaliers have been good. I know he's been hurt and I, it was tough. It was him, it was him and Rudy. And I was like, Oh, 
crap. I don't know what to do. Got his first all-star nod this year. But Utah, just they haven't been good. And I just – Utah's underperformed, and because of that, I penalized Rudy and Dotman. Like, I just yeah. – like, I just – no. So Jaron Allen's my center there. DeMar DeRozan's one of my forwards. Chicago Bulls have been playing good basketball. I know they've been struggling of late. And then I moved Book uh, onto this team just because I'm like, look, how can the Phoenix Suns, the best team in the NBA, not have anybody on an all-NBA team? I mean, they have to. They have to. Yeah. Uh, so Book, Trey Young, who, look, you know I've had my beef with Trey. And his whole, you know, well, it's hard to get out for the regular season after what we accomplished. But I was like, dog, you're a 10 seed right now. Although, I guess you I hated know, that quote. The, the, the nine seed now, right? What are they? Uh, yes, Atlanta is moved up to the eight. They're the eight seed. So, whatever. Yeah, and they were, they were down. But they, but they were, they were conference finalists last year. And I expected more out of them. And I expected Trey to kind of lead that. And he didn't. But I cannot deny he leads the league in total points and total assists. I just, like, I, is what it is, man. <laughs> he's he's been he's been killing, and then this was tough again. You know, Donovan, Drew Holiday. I could have, but again, I, I penalized the Jazz, so I penalized Donovan and Rudy, hey. and the Bucks. You know, they've been playing with their food kind of all year. Like I could make a case for Drew, but I was like, mm. uh, I went with CP3. I was like, look, this is the number one team in the NBA. They have to have at least one representative. And I think they deserve two. I think with Chris and Devin, like that is why, I mean, they're a large part about why this team is as good as they are. So those are my all NBA teams. I like it. I like it. That's exhausting. I could tell you a little little stress. It's it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. I understand. (laughs) I got you. This is why I'm here. Let's talk about your picks for all NBA defensive teams. Mm -hmm. Because like we said earlier, it is a very hard task to defend, to want to defend, Mm -hmm. to be not lazy and defend. So who made your first team? Look, all the metrics say. Jared Allen is deserving of an all-defensive first-team spot. I look, I'm like, man, he, he, listen, he's a big reason why Cleveland was what now he got hurt and injured. True. So, you know, I could see moving him. I think, you know, like, so I might move him in the second team and put Rudy there at the first team. You know, Rudy's kind of held down that mm-hmm. spot for quite some time. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go Jared Allen, uh, Giannis, Mikhail um, Bridges, Drew Holiday and Marcus Smart. Yeah. And I know Draymond's not on the team. And the reason why Draymond's not on is just because of the injury and him missing all that time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's on my second team. Second team will be Bam, Triple oh, yes, J, yes. Draymond. And now's where we get where it gets wonky. I'm like, oh, what do we do? Matisse Dibel. I mean, look, he's Dibble's excellent. He's a really, really, really good defender. Underrated, though. Underrated, for sure. And since I, I mean, he's, look, I I know I punished them, and I probably should keep him off. I'm going to keep him off. Rob Williams from the Celtics, not Rudy Gobert. So that's it. No Rudy Gobert on any all-defensive teams this year. I'm punishing him because of the, the jazz just being overall so bad 
Listen, all, all, all defense is tough. Like it, it really is. If you want to tell me Rudy's on there, like I'd be like, all right, <laughs> like I, I can't, I, you know, I can't. But he still had decent numbers. But the Jazz have just they've underperformed, and their their defense is like thirteenth. Like I just, you know. Ah. Yikes! Yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, this is interesting because the next time that you guys are going to hear us, it is going to be day one. Well, it will have been day one of the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. Day one of the play-in tournament, mm-hmm. and. You just said it earlier. The Lakers are facing elimination tonight. LeBron James could miss the postseason tonight. It's a wrap. We we got someone in the chat yelling, what about the claw? Kawhi Leonard did not play basketball this year. So he's not on any all-NBA teams. He's not on any all-defensive teams. Sorry. (laughs) He's not. Wait a minute. Okay, yeah. What season are you in? Yeah, right. No, that's right. He's not on any of those teams. He's not playing this year. Right. He hasn't played this season. Um, no, yes. Yeah, so when we, we next week, it, our next episode will be during the play in, right? It's going to be that is day one of the play in tournament. So, listen, we're excited, folks. End of the season's here. Let's get ready. Play in playoffs. Let's do it. As always, you know where to find us, part of the props network. Um, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, SoundCloud, all that at JS Hector at Gentleman Selly. And listen. It's here, man. End of the regular season, play in playoffs. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do the Let's do the damn thing, as they say. Until next time. Peace. Spent a couple years out here with these raps Tryna have a plan that we may come true Plotted some jobs but I ain't hit back I don't wanna trap, what's a man gon' do? Chevy told me come through to the spot Got a little kickback, bring the whole crew Ride around 10, came dressed in the nines You already know what we really finna do When we pull up on the scene, pull up on the scene pull